Welcome to the Toxic Masculinity Podcast, where we discuss everything from the standpoint of a toxic male. I'm your host, Chris Thomas. Today, we're going to discuss men paying all the bills and 50-50. It's definitely a popular subject in our community. Um, Shit, I'm not a part of other communities, so I don't know how popular it is in other communities, but I just feel like that a man's role, a woman's role, what makes a woman submit, a woman is this way when she's treated better 10 times all that other shit i just feel like that's a struggle with gender roles and societal roles if that's a word society roles in our community so one of the biggest um conversations revolving that is um do real men pay all the bills and what type of man would ask a woman to go 50 50 um we're gonna start it off by discussing Briefly, what is 50-50? Because men paying all the bills is pretty common sense, you know what I'm saying? 50-50 also is, but, you know, we can go into the good and bad of each. You know, men paying all the bills is seen as that man being chivalrous, that man being a provider if he pays all the bills, that man loving his wife or his, his woman because she gets to stay home and raise the family, and that is a very tough job. So oftentimes people say that the man working and paying all the bills is equal to the woman staying home and tending to the home. Um, So I can see why, obviously, people say that's the way to go. Uh, 50-50, you know, you're more of a team. Well, you're a team in each one. But 50-50, you're a team financially. You know what I'm saying? Y'all both might make the same money or she might make more than you or you might make more than her. But y'all find a way to financially um, coexist and financially contribute 50-50. So if y'all bills is 3000 a month, you pay fifteen, she pay fifteen. And then y'all split the difference from there. Now, you know, the thing that's often not brought up in 50-50, but that's always brought up when you're talking about men paying all the bills is domestication. Domestic um, tools, domestic responsibilities. So when you talk about men paying all the bills, most people that are for that are quick to say, yeah, man, because the women, she's going to cook and clean and raise the kids and da-da-da-da. Well, what do you think a man is doing in a 50-50 relationship? You think after he just spends, you know, pays his side of the bills, that's it. Nope, not raising no kids. Nope, not ever cooking. Nope, not supporting my wife. Not doing nothing else. Not cleaning, not taking out the trash. Not washing a dish, not sweeping the floor. Nope, just paying money. You know what I'm saying? Um, And that's how people who try to act like men paying all the bills is the best way. That's how they portray 50-50. 50-50 is completely down the middle. That means that each contribute equally financially, spiritually, emotionally, cooking, cleaning, domestically, parenting, 50-50. Okay? When you break it down like that, you can see why a lot of couples do that. Um, now, it'd probably be best to, to share <laughs> my preference. You know, as I've grown and I've gotten older and I've learned things in my personal experiences, I don't see myself being a 50-50 guy. I can see myself being more of a 60-65, 
you know what I'm saying, even 70 to 30% guy. And that's mostly because of ego. And I think that that's something that we need to acknowledge. It's not about, oh, you're, I'm a real man because I feel that way or oh, I was raised correctly because I feel that way. That's just ego. That's purely ego where I don't want no woman really buying me nothing anyway. Women in my family know. They'll buy me gifts and I, I just won't pick them up. I'll force them to take it back to the store and then get their money back. I'm good. I get y'all great gifts. I don't need nothing from y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's that's ego. That's kind of how I was brought up. There's a lot of things that you can say goes into that way of thinking where a man feels he isn't entitled to gifts or a man feels he's lesser or weaker for taking gifts. So some of that is ego and some of that in my experiences and studying it kind of keeps because of how i guess we were raised or how society views things unless you have a certain type of woman that 65 to 70 percent compared to her 30 percent it kind of keeps your relationship balanced to where you want to be long story short it appears i don't know because i haven't been with every woman in the world I, I haven't seen every relationship and i hate general generalization but it would seem as though it's easier to keep your woman in a submissive mindset when you're paying most of the bills it just seems that way you know what i'm saying it seems that way um so again 50 50 is not my preference neither is me paying all the bills but i'm definitely about to go in on the on the side of the 50 50 because nobody really speak up for them some men do, but they're immediately bashed for being, oh, you broke. Just just broke nigga talk. And then you got the simps who pay all the bills because their bills ain't nothing but 1500 a month. And they, yeah, I pay all the bills for my wife. So the niggas that go 50-50, they really don't have nobody to speak from their side. And me, like I said, I'm just against generalization as a whole unless warranted. So whenever I see somebody say, Niggas that pay all the bills is real men. I'm automatically like, so niggas who don't pay all the bills, not real men? That's crazy. You must not know what a real man is. You must not have been raised by a real man. You might have been raised by one particular great man. But you can't say that's what a real man is. Or niggas that go 50-50 is broke. Come on, now. Or they, they don't know how to be a man if they, if they go 50-50. I don't like that generalization in race gender nothing like that i understand that again society tends to be a certain way but i'm just not for generalization so now that that's out the way about what's 50 50 what's you know paying all the bills kind of the good and bad of it um and where i stand we can kind of get into the deeper conversation like um and the last thing i want to talk about in this little intro is the fact that um both my parents was married. Um, one of my parents, not to get in all their business, but been married for, um, well, my parents were married, then they divorced. And that's as personal as I get on here. <laughs> but if you know me, then it ain't nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? But one of my parents has been in a 23-year marriage. You know what I'm saying? Um, my grandparents were married. Um, I have aunts, uncles that married and divorced. Um, so I'm speaking from a place I was raised in a two parent household for the most part. Um, my mom was a single mom, but growing up, I lived with my mom. She had a, a boyfriend 
pretty much I'll call my stepdad for Lord knows a while. You know what I mean? Probably like five or six years. Um, so I had a strong male figure when I was with her. And then I moved with my dad when I started, you know, puberty and all that shit. So my dad could raise me and stuff like that. And again, he had a woman, a strong woman. And my dad was my dad. So I, I was raised around strong men, married men, committed men. Not saying that they were the greatest men in the world. Not saying they were bad. But I'm just saying I have experience in a two-parent household as, as well. Probably longer than being in a one-parent household. So I can see and I think I can speak to how those dynamics work. Um, So real quick, we're going to get into generational wealth. Because to me, that is the biggest thing about any relationship to me that's the goal of relationships is generational wealth besides loving and caring for your partner raising the family it's creating generational wealth for your kids so when you talk about going 50 50 or men paying all the bills that's my first standpoint that's where i start everything with what's going to help me create generational wealth so let's get into generational wealth what is generational wealth? Um, I think it got a different meaning to everybody. To me, generational wealth is setting your kids up with a head start in life. Not just a head start in life, but setting them up so when they when you die, they're wealthy. Which means they don't have to work. They can live off of the business that you left them, if you sold that business, if you invested well or had stock, if you had a bunch of property, they don't have to get up every day and go to work per se. They already, they're born in the money working for them. You have accumulated assets that you can pass down through generations that are going to accumulate and make your family um, gain more wealth. So let's say if you die worth like you know 2.5 million and that's like your whole portfolio of stocks bonds investments cash real estate whatever you know what i'm saying should your kid work yeah because 2.5 million ain't you know that's not like 300 million like that's real generational wealth like you sign a contract okay i'm set for generations but to be that first person unless you about to get a mega contract in my opinion, generational wealth can also be, you know, just dying with one or two million, setting your family up so they got a great head start. And when they pass, hopefully they can leave their kids, your grandkids, four to five million, five to ten million. And you just that's how you set them up. You, your kids don't they're not born into poverty. They're not born into the middle class. Even. You know what I mean? They're born with assets. That's what it is to me. So. The question then becomes, what is the better way of attaining that in a relationship? Going 50-50 or men paying all the bills. Now, this is basically for the people who say their wife don't work when you're saying you pay all the bills. This is who this is for because, honestly, the people that are saying my wife can work 40 hours, as many as hours as me, and she just save all the money, and I work 40 hours, and I pay all the bills of my money. Like, to me, that's basically, that's 50-50. Now, it's kind of a dumb way to do it unless y'all got y'all both have access to that account because I'm pretty sure the divorce rate is like 50%. So if you really, 
I mean, that that's just not a smart investment. I know love is love, but you letting her stack all her money, you paying all the bills, she's stacking for a quote-unquote rainy day, something happened, and now your ass is out. But I, I know in this society, all men are supposed to be all bag-getters. They all rich. So, hey, if you spent three, four years paying all the bills, and she was able to save up 10, 15 bands in that time, and y'all get a divorce, hey, pfft, that's her money in her bank, right? She should be able to leave with that. Because men pay all the bills. A real man about to go get him. He already got some money saved up, even though he been paying all the bills. And that nigga about to go get him another job and get a new crib and a new woman. Then pay all the bills for her all over again, right? Corny ass. <laughs> but yeah, man. So this is for people who basically say their wife don't work. Their wife shouldn't have to work. She's just domesticated. And again, to each his own. I ain't trying to say what's good or bad. I'm just speaking to a side that's not spoken for so back to generational wealth how are you going to get that without two incomes if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year that's really not enough to live well because i don't want to just get generational wealth penny pension living in a one bedroom with five kids and a wife not enjoying life I want to get the generational wealth, living well, traveling, working, but also being able to accumulate assets. That's how I would like to get to my generational wealth. So if you're making $100,000 a year, even if you're making six figures and you're paying all the bills and you're living in a nice house and you got a decent car and you may travel, you may like nice things. How You're not going to get generational wealth paying all the bills on a $100,000 income. And that's the shit that be getting me because the niggas and the women that be talking this shit on my timelines, none of them is making six figures. None of their parents was making six figures ever, probably. But let them tell it. Everybody, dad and mom was making all this. OK, everybody, parents making six figures. OK, so why you ain't got generational wealth? Why you not set up with properties? That's ninety nine point nine percent of the people that you see on your timeline talking this shit. They don't even have enough money or assets to create generational wealth, but they expect to, a, a real man to do something a certain way. Man, a real man provides for his family and sets them up for generations, man. And I'm sorry to break it to you, but it's hard out here getting to a six-figure salary. Hard enough getting to a six-figure salary, let alone trying to build generational wealth off of it. Now, if you're an athlete or you're an entertainer or actor, however you get a bag or you pop a big investment or something and you come into millions of dollars, okay. But that's not the people that's talking that shit on your timeline. That's not the old man that went viral with the fucking Natty Ice talking about some my wife ain't never paid a bill in her life. Nigga, talking out of a $45,000 house. Congrats, my nigga. Drinking a Natty Ice. Congrats. Your wife didn't have to pay. You slaving. You probably about to go to sleep. Wake up. Work 16 hours just so you can talk shit and say, my wife. I'm not trying to live that way. So, again, all these people talking that shit about what a real man is. Simps, too. My niggas, all you simps talking that shit, y'all must be making a quarter million. And I know y'all not. I know y'all not. And I ain't never going to brag on this shit because this ain't the platform for that. But you was not talking to a bum nigga. I'm in my 30s. I don't have any children. I have my own business. I do have a few investments. I'm looking into a few more and I have a career and I've had one for a while. Not a job, a career. So you're not talking to a bum nigga that need anybody to provide for him. 
but I know what it is. And I know these niggas talking is not making a quarter million a year. Couples making 200K combined got trouble living lavishly or living, not even lavish, living a good life and creating general generational wealth. That's couples making 200,000 a year. If I'm not mistaken, I, I don't want to misquote my dad, but I thought I was talking to my dad and it's like a 250 is like the start of a like tax bracket as a married couple. Like that's not even like, that's not even seen as being rich. Like that's not even seen as getting tax breaks or whatever. That's just seen as normal. 250K a year as a married couple. The way I see it, a relationship is better if both is working, both is contributing. Now, again, if you want to take on, you know, 70% of the finances and 30% of the domestication, she switch it up, however y'all decide to do that. But me personally, I want my wife getting that bag. I'm getting that bag. We both investing together. She got her shit. She researching. She like, she investing. I got my shit. I'm researching. I'm investing. We got shit that we got invested together. We got a lot of going on. We got a lot of shit going on. She hustling out here. She getting to that bag like me. Not feeling like, oh, nah, he's going to pay all the bills because that's what a real man does. Why, why you know, do you men not want to provide for y'all women? Like, of course, of course we want to provide for our women. But that doesn't end in just finances. We want to provide protection. We want to provide physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And honestly, you working. 80 hours a week and your wife working 20 hours a week it's probably not the best way to support her well being in all of that and create generational wealth because that's what this segment is about please just understand that again if you just cool with just and it's not wrong with that if you cool with just retiring nice and your kid you know leaving your kids you know a couple thousand dollars and you know that's fine that is there's nothing wrong with that I'm speaking to the people that have higher goals in life and why they might want to say, okay, 50-50, my wife or my husband, if the woman's the breadwinner, my husband, he got to pull through. He still got to, he got to pull his fair share. Show me one person on your timeline that's established that can tell a man to pay all the bills. Now, he needed to be like basically show me a nigga that that's on your timeline preaching that men pay all the bills to be a real man shit that's established generational wealth show me one and he had to get that before he got her now if he didn't no, I'm saying he I'm sorry. He needed to get that when he got her. I'm, I'm like, hold on. <laughs> he needed to get that when he was with her. To really be able to talk that shit like that. You can't be out here saying, oh, men should pay all the bills. And then you got a bag before you started paying all the bills. And now you got the bag so you can pay all the bills. Because that's not really how most people go. Like I seen somebody I forgot. I think it was my boy said like, yo, men shouldn't even get into a relationship until they can pay all the bills. God damn. So now a nigga got to be able to not only support himself and be a great man, but support a whole nother grown human being and the children they're going to have before he can even get into a relationship. <laughs> like, he just can't be a good man. He can't just be a good catch. 
He got to be a good catch and be able to provide for somebody he just met, mind you. So don't be on my timeline, you simp niggas talking that pay all the bills shit. Unless you don't acquire generational wealth, paying all the bills. That's all. Simple. If you got a, got with a shorty and you said, you know what? She not going to work. And you've been with her for 5, 10, 15, one year, whenever. And you don't accumulate the generational wealth. Okay, that's what's up. Me and you can have a conversation. And that's still 99. That's still 0.1%. My 99.9% still holds on your timeline. Find me the guy, though. He can get with me. I ain't hard to find. We can talk. We have a good conversation. So, 150K a year ain't enough for generational wealth. I just don't understand why niggas and these confused women making less than that are advocating for men to pay all the bills and talking shit against 50-50. Like, how is you not making a respectable Six figure. I'm not talking about scraping the surface of six figures, and I ain't shitting on nobody money or nothing like that. But if you're gonna talk this niggas who talk about 50 50 is broke, especially shorties, I expect you to have at least five figures in the bank just laying around. At least that. I'm expecting you to bring home at least 75k a year. You should talk in that shit. You should be bringing home about 125k. Now, of course, if you got a little one-bedroom Section 8 apartment, it ain't nothing for a nigga to pay all your bills, little baby. What's your little shit? What, what, 450 a month? That's what your little studio is? <laughs> you get food stamps, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, nigga could come through and swing that. That's not what we talking about, though. We talking about a living, functioning organism that is a married couple thriving toward the goal of generational wealth. And in my opinion, the amount of money that's needed for that shit is best if both of your people, it's best if both spouses, both partners are working. And again, this was for niggas who say they wife don't work. Because if you talking about, nah, my wife do work and she just save all the money. We spoke to that. To me, that's just kind of you. You would be the type of nigga making this argument if that's how you feel. That speaks for that speaks to your character. You was just living in a fantasy world. You live in, in the 1950s where women couldn't even get a divorce. So, yeah, she can save all the money and she you ain't have to worry about her running off with that shit. Boy, please. You don't listen to the city girls. <laughs> Welcome back. We're going to continue this discussion about 50-50 versus men paying all the bills. You know, real men versus broke men, according to society let's uh get into the great barack obama our our version of black royalty the obamas believe it or not if you do your research there was most likely i would say 99.9 percent of a chance um that there was a time where they were going 50 50 if they're still not did you know that michelle obama was pretty much Barack's boss, like his supervisor. So when he was a intern or whatever at a firm, she was over him. She was directly mentoring him. She was already in the firm. She was already an established lawyer, probably making six figures. He was fresh out of school, probably in debt. 
They started dating like four years later. Did you know at one point, and taxes show this, Michelle Obama was making 120, like six figures, 120,000 more than Barack Obama, the great Barack Obama. The standard that a lot of these women who say 50-50 is broke dudes, that's the standard for those women, right? Barack Obama, that's their idea of a real man, right? Yeah, they was going 50-50, most likely. I mean, let's keep it real. She was probably paying most of the bills. The woman was making 120000 more than him. Now, I'm not saying he was slacking. He was probably making hundred k himself. But do you really think that a smart woman making 120000 more than her man is going to be like, yeah, he's going to pay all the bills? That don't even sound like a, a marriage. That don't, need that, <laughs> that don't even sound like a team. That's just dumb. And that's the thing, like, these same women and even the simps who look up to Barack, but these same women who look up to Michelle Obama conveniently forget that. Like, they share these articles. Oh, Michelle Obama says that you should, you know, love a real man or a real man does this or a real couple does this. Michelle Obama was highly educated, making a bunch of money. She did not stop. She raised her family and worked full time while Barack was a community organizer, while Barack was in the Senate. She voluntarily went part time when the man started running part time. So she was still raising kids and working part time. And she only did that so she could start working on Barack campaign. Would you believe that shit there? Nah, Barack ain't no real man. Michelle Obama, that's a that's a pick me, right? She a pick me. How you gonna stop work? How you gonna marry a broke dude fresh out of college? How you gonna support his dreams? Get that man all the inspiration he need to become president. <laughs> so it's Again, that's why I say, yo, find me the dude on your timeline preaching this shit. There's a reason why a lot of successful men don't preach that shit because the most successful men, most of these successful men that's paying all the bills, and I'm talking multimillionaires and billionaires, they accumulated that wealth before they were married. That's just off the top of my head. Most of these men that's saying that did not Start from the mud with a woman and get generational wealth. And now they saying, yeah, because it's hard, it's that hard to do. And I'm not saying just because something is a challenge, you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying you got to use common sense. Men should reach for the stars, too. I know what society says. Men should always be the breadwinner. But shit, if I'm making 350000 a year and I find me a woman that's making one3 what, I shouldn't get her because I don't make 2.3? Nah, I'm, about, I'm trying to go bag that if I'm attracted to her. Oh, right, and I should pay all the bills of my 350000 so we should live on a $350,000 budget when the household actually got one6 a year. No, we trying to live lavish and have generational wealth, so it's probably smart. Again, I'm going to try to do as much as I can to <laughs> pay with my little 350 but it's probably smart if we... Find uh, an agreement financially that leave us with each with a little leeway and allows us both to stack money and do what we want with our money and our free time. 
not me pay everything with my 350000 and work like a slave and all this. And she just sits home and chills. That's just not that's that's slavery to me. That's not that's that's not my idea of a, of a marriage. So just to wrap up the Obamas. Yes, you can check the record. At one point, Michelle was making one hundred and twenty thousand more. I doubt Barack was paying all the bills. Pretty sure they were closer to 50 50 at that time. Michelle Obama worked full time, raised the kids, was a domestic woman with a man that was making less than her and didn't stop doing that until the man started running for president. Now, just to clean up a couple of things, because I did do some research on this, there was a point, and I believe it's when Barack got to the Senate, where he was making more than Michelle, I believe. And maybe not, because Michelle Obama had got like elected. She moved from being a lawyer and she was on over some big board on a hospital like she was getting the bags. So with that being said, <laughs> that's that train. I don't know if y'all hear it, but it's always a train that uh, passed through the crib during this time. And I sure as hell caught it. Um, but yeah, that's the Obamas. I just wanted to get into the Obamas real quick. And um because, again, that's black royalty and that's uh, an example always used in what's a great couple. Lo and behold, they was probably going 50-50 for the majority of their marriage. And they probably still doing it now. They picking up bags and they putting it into a joint account. And there's so much money in that account that the bills are paid from that account. Barack's not putting all the money in and taking all the money out to pay bills. And she's not putting all money in and tricking all the money. No. They're enjoying life. They're living lavishly, building generational wealth how it should be. My grandma ain't have to pay all the bills. She ain't have to pay no bills. My granddad went to work every day and gave her the money, and that was it. Well, the reason why that happened and the reason why your old dad that's in his 50s, most likely, or late 40s, paid all the bills is common sense. It was different times back then. Now, most likely your dad, which you don't know, had a joint account with your mom. So if we talking, you know, your dad was in his mid-40s, mid-50s, most likely your mom worked and they had a joint account. So it was made to seem like your dad was paying all the bills, but he wasn't. Your mom was contributing. Maybe all you saw was your dad working. Maybe you live in a fantasy world where you think that your dad worked, your mom worked, and your mom kept all that money for herself. <laughs> and your dad just paid all the bills with all his money. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's reasons for that. First off, why grandma ain't pay the bills? She didn't have the opportunity to. She was forced to be domesticated. That's the biggest thing that people simps and these women who make these stats. That's the biggest thing that they overlook. Most women back then did everything they could. They weren't permitted to work. They weren't allowed to work in the 30s, 40s, 50s, shit, even the 60s. They weren't seen that way. It was a different time. What they could do was be great cooks, be great cleaners, be great supporters. And that's what they were. They did what they could so today, they can do more. So why would you stop a woman from doing more? 
And we'll definitely get into that in another podcast. But it just seems like with certain areas, simps and women themselves, they want women to be able to get to all these high levels. They want them to be able to kill these glass ceilings, right? Fortune 500 companies, be the first president. Do this, that, and the third. Make more money than men. Women run the world. But when it comes down to doing traditional men activities like proposing, like vulnerable ones, or like working and helping to provide, like ones that require some effort that may not be, well, neither is a female president. That's not traditional. And that's my point. We pick and choose. We want the women to kill a glass ceiling up until it's time to kill a glass ceiling, right? We want to keep them back in the 50s and 60s where they don't got to work, right? That's what we want to do. But we also want them to be the first female president, too. We don't want women proposing, oh, no, no, no. But we want them running Fortune 500 companies so they can have the guts and the smarts and the know-how and the, the desire to want to run a company, to start a company, but they can't have that to pursue a man they want. Oh, no. We got to stay in society for that time, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's why I be attacking the simps. Because it really don't make no sense when you get to it. I can understand some women doing this because it's in a woman's best interest to not have to work and or to work and get to save all her money while you simps pay all the bills. And if she wants to pick up and leave the next day with all her money, she'll be fine and you can pay for the next woman. So I don't really be, I'll never get mad at nobody's opinion, but the women, I can understand it. The simps, I can't. Like I said, they're overcompensating for a lack of something, most likely. Most likely. Now, again, grandma didn't have the means to. If she did, she would have. My grandma, a hard worker. You wasn't going to tell one of my grandmas for sure. Lizzie Coleman, both of them hard workers. But Lizzie Coleman, shit, one, my other grandma worked at Kodak for 30 years. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't even know where this shit be coming from. I don't know what y'all families talk about. But, yeah, one of my grandmas worked at Kodak for 30 years. The other one had her own business, had her own properties, and was a private nurse. And they both was married for over 30 years. So, again, they did what they could. And the ones that could do more, did do more. So I don't know what y'all talking about when y'all say that men used to always pay all the bills and women didn't do none of that. That's crazy. But anyway, men oftentimes back in the day, they had outside families too. Like I said, women were seen as back when your grandma wasn't paying none of the bills, let you tell it. Women, that was before the suffrage movement. Women were seen as second class citizens. They couldn't even speak in, on certain subjects. They couldn't even speak in certain rooms. They couldn't even approach their bosses if they had them. Let alone talk about having financial security. Come on, man. Men ruled the time back then. They were having outside families. And women didn't leave. I was watching The Godfather 2 last night. Um, Great movie, obviously. And um, it was a point where I noticed, because I was... Every time I watch that movie, you notice something new. And I noticed when Mike was coming back from beating the case, um, when he had the dude brother come in and um, kind of he didn't have to say nothing. But his dude, the dude brother came in and the dude that was going to snitch on Mike seen his brother and was like, ah, I can't do that. OK, I'm a real G. I, I can't do that. 
So when Mike beat that case, nobody thought he was going to beat. He came home and the home was all quiet and dusty. It was like his wife was, you could tell the wife wanted to leave him. And I had just noticed. I'm like, damn, that was, he nigga just beat a big case. He had the biggest time of his life and the house is all just dead. She was in the other room sewing, not paying no attention to him. He just looked at her. She ain't even noticed he was there. And he just left and he went to go talk to his mom. And his mom, I, now this was in the 70s. So the mom was up around in the 30s she was 20s 30s and he asked his mom like yo how did dad keep his family together but how did he not lose his family and she looked him in the eye and said you can never lose your family and he looked at her back and said well times are changing ma and to me that just kind of drove this point home i'm like yeah back then of course women wasn't leaving I mean, of course, you know, they, they wasn't paying no bills. They were basically trapped. They wasn't leaving. Men could do whatever they want. But even in the 70s, Mike was saying, like, times are changing. Women have more initiative. They have more choices in society now. So my wife can leave me and break this family up. This ain't like it was back in the 20s and 30s where we were a family and you can never lose your family. No, if I'm not satisfying my wife, she can leave. For whatever reason. And that in itself speaks to why your grandma probably ain't have to pay the bills. She couldn't. And it wasn't in society for her to even leave. It wasn't in society to even do that. Times have changed vastly since then. Okay? So, also bills. I mean, come on. That's just common sense. Cost of living has risen. So, that's why your grandma ain't have to pay the bills then. That's why it was easier for your grandpa to pay all the bills. Your grandma probably didn't have a car of her own. She probably didn't need to drive all over the damn city in a car of her own to get groceries, to get whatever she had to get. She probably went right up the street, probably was a quick walk, sent the kids up the street, yo mama, <laughs> you come home with the stuff and cooked. She didn't have to go to Walmart, go to the mall, go to this, go to that. Houses are way more, obviously, because money and inflation, everything is more expensive. But the value of a house back then, how every human had one, how every family had one, that was just everybody had houses. Y'all know the vibes now. That's not the vibes. Everybody got apartments. It's, when you buy a house in this generation, it's like you did a big thing. Back then, that was just life. You bought a house. Life in general has much more expenses. Health insurance. I'm pretty sure health insurance was a lot cheaper in 1960. Come on. Could we stop? Could we stop with this? If we're going to move forward and progress, let's move all the way forward and progress. Let's not move forward and progress with women's rights, but try to stay back with a, man, a man's role. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. That, that just don't make no sense. So to wrap this up, the reason why Men ain't built like they used to be and the real men died and with your grandpa and your daddy and all that shit. Use common sense, dummy. Times have changed. Alright, now, I know a word that I've been using probably too much in this particular podcast is the word simp. But there's a reason for that, man. A simp is basically a nigga that... um. And it's not worse than a simp. Basically, a nigga that generalizes men and a nigga that puts down men purposely 
to make himself look good for other women. Like Steve Harvey to me is a simp because most of his messages, Derek John or Jackson, I don't know the nigga name. That's a simp. I don't want to call Steve Harvey a simp. He just has highly simpish behavior. Derek John, he's he's a simp. He's a simp. But anybody that's always like, you know, basically, oh girl, it don't matter if you cheated on him. It don't matter if you had a baby by him. He should still support you. And it was his fault. Cause da, 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 da. Like those type, you know the type of niggas, man. The type of niggas that women be sharing the hell out of they retweeting the shit out of them on Twitter. The type of niggas that be like a real man pays all the bills, but doesn't even make $250,000 a year to live a very, very, very good life and pay all the bills and create generational wealth. These guys. And even if you're making all that money, you still a simp. Because if you make all that money and you came from the mud, you should understand the struggle of getting to that point. So why would you shit on a dude trying to come up with his lady and trying to stack his money? And get his 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 priorities in order, his finances in order. Why would you shit on him and, and be like he not a real man because he don't do that? Nah, you simping. Just be grateful you got to that position where you can do that. Don't tell all other men what they should do unless you be in general. Like I said, I'm against generalization unless it's common sense. Like no, don't hit women women unless they beating the shit out of you and you have to. And if you can, just restrain them and leave. Like duh. Like don't molest kids. Duh. Like. That's generalization I'm with. But real men, real women, this, that, nah, I'm not with that shit. So let's get into the scent role, man. To me, a lot of these simps is overcompensating for their lack of something that they, for their lack of something. So if you feel a need to always be talking about what a real man does, because this is what you do, it seems like you're overcompensating for something. Because I know plenty of real men that, Make less than their wives. It's a new day. Women are more educated. <laughs> women are getting money. I mean, Jesus, women as heads of Fortune 500 companies, man. I know real men that go 50 50. I know real men that pay all the bills. But if you on point as a man, and you're not lacking in no area, and I'm not talking. I'm talking no area. Like you a well-rounded man, or like the men with that only really have money to offer. Those are the simps that's saying this. They don't have swag, or not saying swag is so important, but they don't have swag. They don't have style. They don't have the essence of of masculinity that can just sweep a woman off their feet. So they're gonna throw money at her, and then they're gonna say, "Yeah, this is me providing security." Because if you on point, in the words of the great Nipsey, you would tell your woman that it's a marathon and she'd be out here running laps. And the way I interpret that is she'll understand that this is a race we running. This is a long-term goal. I need your help. I'm on my marathon. I need you to get out here running these laps with me. You wouldn't have to be like, nah, you don't got to run no laps. This is my marathon. I'm on it. You sit home because I'm a real man. That's simp behavior. Now, I understand that. Now, I'm going to try and get into some of their arguments. A lot of times the simps or women be like, yeah, they tend to kids. She should be rewarded. She got to raise the kids. Okay. Now, 
please don't get the wrong idea. Yes, a woman child bears. That is, I couldn't, I can't imagine. I don't got no kids yet, so I damn sure can't imagine. I don't never want to seem like I'm coming down on a woman on the Toxic Masculinity Podcast. I don't, because I love women, everything about them. But that's her job, to bear kids. Just like it is a man's job to protect. Right? So, obviously, having a kid is... the. Have creating life is just something mad delicate and I don't never want to minimize that but when you get down to the nitty gritty a woman has children and a man is to protect that yes he is to provide for that family but that provide word that's very open to interpretation protect isn't open to interpretation bear children isn't open into isn't open to interpretation If you want to make it open to interpretation, oh, protect means protect her spiritually and mentally and emotionally, too. And you can't protect her like that if she's out here working and raising kids. Damn, so a woman ain't got no job to protect her man that way? If that's the case, then a woman is supposed to protect also. She's supposed to protect and bear children, right? Because I'm pretty sure a woman is supposed to protect her man's sanity and be there for him emotionally, physically, spiritually, all that good stuff, right? So now nah, let's just keep it basic. Let's keep it common sense. Protect. Don't let nobody hurt my family. Simple. Childbear. Have kids. So if we're going to say a woman has kids so she shouldn't have to work and raise kids. We giving her credit for something she's supposed to do. We're not giving the man no credit for protecting that woman every single day. Right. Because he's a man. and He's supposed to do that. And he don't get no credit for that. Right. Right. You see how dumb that sound? I mean, we could ask a simp. Now, you could make your own assumption. What's more important? A woman bearing children? If she got three kids, a woman going through that 10-month rigorous process, 30 months, or a man protecting his family every single day until the day that he dies, willing to die for his family. We shouldn't have to weigh it, but for the sake of this convo, if you want to weigh those two, you can weigh those two. I'm going to just say I see them both as equal. It's hard to have one without the other. And if we're going to talk about now, that's just those two main things, protecting and and bearing kids. Now, if we're going to talk about actually domestication again, men can cook, they can clean, they can help tend to the kids. And they still provide. Women can, too. They do it. They're called single parents. So why all of a sudden when a woman a woman gets into a relationship, she feels that she's entitled to not have to contribute to the household in any way besides just domestically why is getting into a relationship seen as a okay i could just chill now and again i already told you how stupid it is to be like uh-uh uh-uh she still works but she just puts all her money away and saves it for a rainy day yeah okay dumbass fall into the 50 percent of the people that get divorced and see how that work out come on man wouldn't it be smarter to have uh Separate accounts and a joint account. I ain't married, so I, ain't, I can't speak to it. But just thinking on the top of my head, if I was married, I would think I would want us to have a joint account where both of us contribute money. We're going to know what we're making. We're going to have an agreed set upon amount that we each are going to put into this joint account for bills, for investments, for whatever. Then we're going to have our own separate accounts 
And if we want to say how much we got, we should probably know how much we got in there. But we're going to have our own separate accounts for when we want to do something special. We want to do whatever we want to do. Emergency shit come up. One of the kids. Okay, fine. I got money. She got money. And we got money. But I'm I, I'm just not with the whole, I'm going to work. She going to work. She going to save all her money. <laughs> and I'm going to spend all my money. That's just, I nah. I, nah, I'm not with that. So if both can equally take on domestic responsibilities, pretty sure they can both equally take on financial responsibilities. Think so. I mean, that just seems, I don't know. But again, you got to show me that dude on your timeline, that simp talking that shit. Show me the nigga that's created generational wealth. Not that's doing it because anything could happen. The simp talking that shit could lose his girl tomorrow. But you was paying all the bills, homie. You was a real man. You still lost her? To the future impersonator who don't work? <laughs> Sick. Hate to see it, right? Come on, man. So, I think whatever works for you really is what, it, what it's about, man. Again, some people want to live average. Some people want to live lavish. Some people just want to leave their kids a couple of dollars, put them through college, leave them with a little bit of debt and be like, hey, I raised you. I did your job. I did my job. Some people want to leave their kids with true actual assets. Property. Stocks. Businesses. And it would appear... I don't want to be definite, but it would appear two intelligent, hardworking, like-minded individuals together making money, contributing equally, financially and domestically. It would appear that that would be the best way to attain the goal of living lavishly and creating generational wealth. That's just how it would seem. But again, whatever works for you, just don't be out here simping, my guy. Y'all got to show me the dude that's out here doing it. Who did it? It's going to be in the 1%. But 1% of your timeline not talking that shit. The expectations don't match up with the reality. We just spoke about the Obamas. Imagine if Michelle Obama said that about Barack. Oh, I'm not messing with him. He not a real man. He can't even pay all my bills. Damn, shorty. <laughs> you a whole lawyer out here. Give me, a, give me a minute. Can you rock with me? And yes, that was a part of the four-year courtship, Barack getting his money up. But you better believe the second that he got his money up to at least be able to match her, it wasn't. She, I'm pretty sure Michelle Obama was like, "Oh, okay, that's it. He's finally making six figures with me, even though I'm making about two fifty. He's finally at a hundred and five. So yeah, okay. Now it's time for you to start paying all the bills. Come on, man. How dumb do that fucking sound, man? How dumb do that sound? But these basic local chicks, who father, I mean, come on. All, these I be expecting them to pull up and 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 whatever have properties. Not saying you got pull up in the Benz, the Maybach, whatever. But like you talking this shit, your dad he must have created generational wealth for you, right? These real men that you quoting that pay all the bills that you raised and how they back used how they used to make them back in the day. They all made it so you don't got to work, right? Or is you out here working sixteen hours a day doubles type shit, just hoping. 
to meet a nigga with a bag so you don't have to do that no more. If that's what you're doing, just say that. Or if you really feel like you are to be the best domesticated and be a home a housewife, then say that. But lead a real man out of the shit. Lead a generalization out of the shit. Just say what you want. And say why you want it. Don't use no corny shit like, oh, because that's what a real man does. Real men have flaws. Real men beat on a wife. Real men cheat on a wife. Or have beaten on a wife. Real men have cheated on their wife while pregnant. One of the biggest female idols. I'm not even going to say her name. I think y'all can figure out who got cheated on. Her husband. One of the biggest male idols. Got cheated on. Well, he cheated on her while she was pregnant. Real men do a lot of things. So when you're going to say, oh, real men do this, real men that, understand that real men like real people have flaws. And to see, do you want to live lavishly or you want to live average? You either want to live generational wealth to your kids or you want to just be like, I raised good kids. And there's nothing wrong with neither one. But before you simp out here or before you down all men as a woman about wanting to go 50-50, Please understand where we coming from with this generational wealth argument. Please be able to show some generational wealth that the real men in your life have attained, that these real men you talking about. And I'm not talking about the dope boys that got 40 bands that's gone in eight years is going to be like normal niggas. That's not generational wealth, man. That's niggas with the bands right now. So, yeah. All right, man. Peace and love. It was a good podcast. Um, We got a lot in the chamber. Gonna keep this under 15 minutes this last segment. We got a lot in the chamber coming. Uh be on the lookout. But um, as always, peace and love. Just to wrap this up real quick, even though I just did a wrap up. This whole 50-50 thing, real men paying the bills, to me it's all about generational wealth. Maybe I should have just named it that. But unless you come in from that standpoint of generational wealth when discussing if real men pay all the bills or if Niggas that go 50-50 is broke. Unless you coming from the standpoint of generational wealth, I ain't even trying to hear the shit. It's a dumb conversation. You being a simple, you being a basic chick. That's just how I look at it, all right? But as always, thanks for listening. Peace and love.